back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Carl's back. What up? Big Mike's back. How you doing? Silent Ron's back. Hello. Brother Bob's back. What's that? And Jeff's back. Hey there. Tonight's Bible verse is Micah 6, 8. He has told you, humanity, what is good, and what the Lord is seeking from you, only to practice justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So tonight's topic is what is God's will in your life, and are you following? It's kind of came up organically last minute, kind of. You want to talk about it, Bob? No, I'm just going out there. No? Well, yeah, but what what made you think of it? I don't know, just because we what we was talking about last night, you know, we got to thinking, you know. What is God's will in our lives? And are we actually doing it? Mm-hmm. And there's there's several doors. That, I mean, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of prospects right there. I mean, because it could be God's will for you to just serve somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it could just be God's will for you to squat share the word with somebody. It could be God's will for you to preach. It could be God's will for you to. Just sit back and listen. I mean, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of things. You know, it all pertains to what what God wants. But the thing is, is are we listening to God to see what He wants us to do, or are we just charging hell with a water pistol? Yeah. You know, without God. Yeah. You know, and that that's happened before. You know, people think they're doing God's work, but yet are they really doing God's will? Like right. Paul. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so, I mean, you know, what we were talking about last night got me thinking, am I really doing God's will? You know, and am I really following what God wants me to do? I think I am, but sometimes I don't know if I am or not. Right. Because you know? I, 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 allow, I allow things to step in the way and, and take my focus off of me. Mm-hmm. You know, so, what we were talking about last night just kind of, Flipped it back around. That's why I'm like, hey, it's God's will. Right. Yeah. What are we following? Right. So that's where I'm at. You know, but like I say, it opens up a lot of doors, a lot of different ways. You know. Yeah. So absolutely. What's God's will for y'all's life? Right. Right. I think you are following it, or at least you are you are putting forth effort to follow it. Right. So like when I reflected on this, my first thought was a lot of people think like. They wonder what God's will is in your life, and they're stagnant, like they don't know, but yet they don't look, because like maybe they're not involved in the Bible, or small groups, or devotionals, where you really find out what God's will is for you. Like you just sit back and let lightning strike you, right? It, it is not going to happen. Kind of like the, the boat with an oar, like, you know. Right, or that yeah. flashing neon sign. Right. Like, like, if he throws an order, you got to use it. So, right. Like, he created a whole book for us to figure out what our will is. Mm-hmm. And we should use it. I think the problem for some people is there's two, I think there's two forms of his will. There's the universal will that applies to everybody. And then there's the individual will that might just apply to you. So, like, what you referenced, right. could it be serving, preaching, things like that? That's an individual will right. would be different from person to person. Mm-hmm. But what our first reference from Micah is the universal will. You know, that we, that, we, that we take seriously his commandments, his standards, his way of living, and seek to apply that. And if we put this out of order, we have to seek the universal will in our life and apply that, 
or he is never going to show us an individual will. Right. Because if we're not applying, if we can't even be trusted to apply the universal will that applies to all of us, how can he trust us with an individual will for sharing sharing his word or doing his word? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I think some people that are looking for his will in their life, they want that individual will. They want some sort of glory. They want some sort of work to do for him. But they're ignoring the universal will that has to come first. Well, yeah. You're, what you're talking about is, is you got to learn the fundamentals. Exactly. Train in the in that before you can be able to go out and do the correct. do the correct thing. Like well, sanctification before consecration. Yes. You're not going to get consecrated before you get sanctified. Right. And kind of like we've talked about in previous episodes too is how are you going to go out and help others when your home's a, a mess? Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're not. You know, if you're if you're in yourself and you're you're sitting there and you're studying the word and everything else, but you're not helping to progress anybody that's within your home mm-hmm. to walk alongside you, like your wife, your kids, things like that, then how do you go outside of that? Right. I think I think that's a before we get off of that, that might be a thin line. Because Maybe not controlling the household is out of your control, right? Right. So, so you going out to do the things because it's not just adults we're talking about. We're talking about kids too, or yeah, or whatever. So, like, you might not be able to control your environment, right? Right. But you can control the outcome of your narrative. I see what you're saying. Does that make I sense? Think, yeah. I, I think where I'm coming from is just, is there an attempt? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because, I mean, you can't, it, when you have people that are over the age of 18 that are living in your home, you have a choice. You either say, do what I say or get out, which never works. Right. You know, or you let them live and say, this is what I can live with. Right. But they hopefully know your heart and where you're at, right. where you're at with your walk, they may not follow. Just like as soon as they leave the house, they may not follow, unfortunately. But you're still trying, you're still praying, you're still making that effort. So it's not, but it's also like not leaving your spouse behind in it, right? Well, and, but you know, what I mean? so put put this scenario put it this way: clean your own house before you try to clean somebody else's. Right. But what I'm saying is sometimes it's not, you know, it's not that easy. I know. So say, what if you're a spouse that's getting beaten, right? Mm-hmm. But every Saturday night, you're helping out at the church, and every Sunday, you're doing the Sunday stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, there's no way to clean up the house. Obviously, easier said than done, just right. get out of the relationship, but, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. <clears throat> that, that's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm just m- making both sides. Oh no! Right, like it's not easy, cut and dry. Like right. do this, do that. Just saying, like if you're about a battered spouse, right? You, your calling, if you feel, would still be to serve, and maybe that's your safe spot, mm-hmm. right? And in, in the Lord's hands. Yeah, I, I think you're both right because I think you might be describing two different situations right. or scenarios. Like, do you? Just let me ask: Do you kind of have in mind or in the back of your mind when you say that sort of like the rules for being an elder? 
where, you know, if you, if you have an unruly house and you can't even manage your own house right, then you probably shouldn't be seeking to manage the house of God. Right. Because in, in my opinion, this is opinion, but in my opinion, part of what's in mind there is if, you're, if your house is in rebellion, you need to focus on that first because your first job as head of your house is to fix your own house. Right. Right. I don't think it's necessarily a punishment. I think it's more God showing us a priority list. Yeah. You need to fix your house first before you worry about trying to fix this. But what you're kind of describing are, are scenarios like, of, you know, a beaten spouse. That's completely out of their control. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. a wrong that's being committed against them. So I think those are two different scenarios from, right. you know, trying to fix somebody else's house when you're not really putting the work into fixing your own compared to right. you having things brought, you know, put on yeah. your plate that really just aren't And fault. a beaten spouse, yeah. the reason she does the serving is because that is her, that is her getaway. Safe. That's her safe box. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I like I said, like nothing came to mind. I was just throwing that out as a sure. easy two plus two. It's a good example. Yeah. Jeff, you got more notes over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got thirty minutes? Or do you wanna touch on that? How long we go? Because I saw your mind working, so that's why I yeah. asked. Yeah, I get it. I guess my take on it is you definitely want your own house right first. But, like, where is your house stop, too, is one mindset. So, like, you have children that, because I have family that, that I'm thinking of, that, you know, die-hearted Christian. I care, like, I can't guarantee because I'm not God, but, like, he's going to heaven. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and his son is, is an atheist. And, like, he's done everything he can to move him forward. Doesn't live with him. But, like, is that his house? But you can't stop him from moving forward. Because right. a man's got heart for Jesus. He's going to go tell people about it. Yep. Right. And I think that's okay. Yeah. So, like. And that's what I was saying was, you know, unfortunately, you get to a certain point And it's, yeah. you, you can't. Yeah. Like, you know, if they're not. He's done everything you know, he can do. Yeah. Like, like he, he is a symbol of forgiveness and, like. Even the even they like are violent arguing about it at times. <laughs> well, I, I look at him like this. He probably as as he was growing up, I'm sure that he told him about God. Oh, yeah. Showed him about God. Okay. And then when that boy come of age, he decided that wasn't for him, so he went the other way. So where they stopped, right there. Right. And when the boy left home, growed up, that's where his house And like Mike said, you just continue to pray and hope and be a symbol right. of Jesus for him. Right. And because, again, the scenario is but if he can't. comes home, if he comes back to, to dad and says, you were right all this time, right. you, then, of course, you know there's there's open forgiveness. Right. There in the exactly. And, yeah, I've been trying to tell you this whole time, but... So I definitely see Carl's aspect of like a priority list. Yeah. Yes. But at the same time, like he's done his work there, priorities checked as much as he can, move on and well, he went as far as he, he went yeah. as far as yeah. he could go because, exactly. because the boy's free will uh, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. picked up. But I just know like when we did our outreach, you know, how involved he was in that. Yeah. And then like when people had Bible questions that were above Jeff, which isn't hard. Like, he was picking it up quick, yeah. you know, like, right there on top of it, yeah. you know, scripture-wise and stuff. And, right. and, like, and not that it matters what he feels, 
because he definitely, with the right heart, is doing the work for Jesus, mm-hmm. but like he felt worth helping right. with that. And I think, too, part of what I was saying was if, if I have an issue, and we know this isn't the case, but if I had an issue with infidelity, let's say, I don't feel like I should be going out talking to somebody about infidelity and telling them what they should and shouldn't do. You know, I should, again, just my own house, starting with me. Right. is making right. sure obviously none of us are going to be perfect or anywhere near it um, is it is, is it is it different when your testimony absolutely because your testimony can reach people that, that you couldn't you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I just like I feel like it because somebody had an issue with alcohol I feel like that's a better end with somebody who currently has an issue with alcohol now if somebody is still living in that sin I think that's a different thing I don't I don't believe they should be going you know, and, and talking to people about that when they're still struggling with it themselves, because it's kind of a, it's, 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 it's a hypocrisy that's right there that I think a lot of people outside of the church automatically thinks already there. Right. But then well, to be living it. Their own repentance needs to take priority. Right. right. 100%. And, you know, they're, you can't, you cannot, if it's a sin you're living in, you cannot try to go tell somebody else about that sin because all you're going to do is end up being right there with them in that same sin. Yeah. Anyway, no matter what. Uh, yeah. That's the whole point of the specs and points yeah. analogy. It's yeah. the whole point. You can't tell somebody it's, it's sin is what he's talking about. Yeah. You can't be engaging in this sin and then lecture somebody else about that same sin until right. you fix it in your own life. Right. Exactly. After you fix it, you're told to, yeah, then help your brother. Mm-hmm. You need to fix it in your own life first, for sure. Yeah. yeah, because if you can't fix it in your own life, how do you expect to fix it in somebody else's life? Right. Right. I mean, there's no way you can't just can't do it. It's, right. it's, it's just, just it's just lip service. That's it. I mean, lip service, and all, and all you're going to do is end up. You're either going to end up dragging them deeper in that sin, or, or dragging yourself, or deeper, dragging yourself yeah. deeper in that sin, or pushing pushing them away too, or pushing them away. Yeah. Right, because yeah. then the lip service only goes so far. Well, yeah, because yeah. they're going to see and you then, doing that same thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do yeah. I want to do that for? Why Why should I change? You're not changing. Yeah. Right. Well, something else that hit me hit me hard was that, from a God's will standpoint, this is more individual, not universal per se. But you know, sometimes God's will, you know, you feel it that you're led to do something, but um, you know, you sit back and, and there's this mindset that God's not going to ever give you anything you can't handle. But I don't know that that's not. I don't think that's true. I think God gives you. I think God can give God gives you stuff you can't handle, but God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle without relying on Him. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. And I think that's that's way wrong. You know, people like I said, people throw that out there all the time. Well, God, that's God doesn't give you anything you can't handle. Yeah, He does. Yes, He does. Yeah. He absolutely gives you stuff. He you can't wants handle. you to lean on Him. Yeah, absolutely. He but wants you can handle you it through him. him. Yeah. So I think that's a big misconception that the world has. Right. Yeah. That's that's the. Bumper sticker verse, mm-hmm. right? right. Uh, Philippians four thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Or wow, we'll leave that off the top of your head, oh right? Boy, top in the Bible all the time. Come on, friend, homie. Yeah, no. I, but you're right, I, and there's a lot of those bumper sticker verses that are out there. By just that snippet is great. But if you read the before and the after of it, 
it changes a whole oh, yeah. different oh, meaning. Yeah, and I was like, because so many times do you do that, and you're like, oh wait, I gotta do what first or yeah. after or you know? And I think it was pretty easy to reflect on that just because of some of the the small group studies that we're doing here lately, devotionals at home, some of the sermons, all kind of tie into that, leaning on him. Mm-hmm. You know, he fills your hole. Right. He fills that void. Yep. And that, that's been a struggle for that's a whole nother podcast world. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's been a struggle that I've had a lot of lately. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. The God hole? I'm with yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I mean because again, it, it's 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 constant mm-hmm. battle. Because it's a wait. Okay, I'm, I'm doing church. I'm doing small group. I'm doing podcast. I'm doing daily devotionals. I'm spending time in the Word. But now I'm somehow finding time that's taking me away from all of this, and I'm now I'm filling it with something else. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. Right. I mean, the phone, the you know, stupid games, TV shows, whatever it is, and it's like. You know, when does, when does the cycle stop, I guess, you know? Because, again, I think it's something that it's just, it, it's so easy to, to do that. You know, it's so easy. Because, I mean, what's the alternative? I mean, shut off the electricity in your house and live like a caveman and just read the Bible? See, I don't know. And also, I think you have to realize that when you do lean on him to help you with your situation... Um, you know, whether that is something that you think is his will or, or not or whatever, that, like, he doesn't act faithful, he is faithful. So you can't, like, he's not going to he's not gonna hang you out to dry because he's not going to hang himself out to dry. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you really, really lean on him and have faith, a true faith in him, like, he's going to come through to you with his will, however that is. But it's got to be real, it's got to be here. Exactly. They can't see that. Your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I think is. I know I've harped on it before, but like what you were talking about, you know, you do the God thing and then this other thing, and then you kind of stray in this other thing. That's why I think it's important to shift away from this idea of of a list, like God's at the top of your list and these other things, because that sort of leads us to believe that okay, I, I checked the God part off today. Now I can move on to hobbies, and right. now I can move on to by eight a.m. Check. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think a better way of looking at it is a circle. God's always at the center of your circle, and everything else is tertiary on the edges. And yeah, those, things, those things yeah. may flow in and out, right? You know, depending on what you're doing at that time. But if you're keeping God at the center all the time, no matter what you're doing, you know, if family shifts in or hobbies shift in, if, you're always, if you always have that mindset of, how is he glorified in this? Is this pleasing in his sight? Am I doing, you know, it, 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 am I walking in a way that I should be walking? You know, it, it keeps God at the center of absolutely everything you do. Mm-hmm. And it kind of shifts your perspective. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I, like, really I think good. that's a better yeah. way of looking at things. That's and it kind of helps good. us when we struggle. Because I struggle with that, too. Yeah. I struggle with that a lot. You know what I mean? Different hobbies and things that I've kind of evaluated the last couple of weeks in my own life. And, man, some of them aren't good. Man. Like, some of the things that I've allowed to, to creep in. infest my life for yeah. years. Some things just you just got to stop, right? Yeah, you yeah. just got to let go. I got one more. All right. <laughs> That's it? One more? One we ain't more. even halfway over. Yeah. I got one more. Better be a long yeah. I've seen that book of pages. That she oh, I know. You only got one more? Yeah. I can see her at home. Edit. I can see her at home. <laughs> you you, you better hit this one. You bet. You're going to have to edit all this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, this... We 
have to remember that you know his will for us isn't isn't about us. You know his will for us can affect other people too. So just like the path that he wants us to take or the situation he wants us to be in or deal with is more than just about us. And that's a hard one for Jeff. That's a hard one for Mike, too. Because Jeff is about Jeff a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, and Mike's about, you know, why is somebody else starting a podcast? Yeah. Doing the same, basically yeah. the same thing. That's still or, the same podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, or, hey, I don't understand why this is happening and this yeah. and this. And it's, and it's literally it, not thrown in my face, but it, it's, it's told in an aspect of, wait a minute, this is what this person literally thought that their calling from God was. Yeah. Flattened me out. Just flattened me out, and it was, how in the heck do I think in any way, shape, or form that I can question that? I mean, who am I? Big Mike! You know? about me a little bit. I know, big surprise. But also, like, not just selfish to me, but selfish to my people. Just like you were talking about podcasts. Like, what about you? Just, just you. Right. It's about, like, your people. Yeah. And your, your part. Like, we, we take care of each other. Yeah. Like, and we're tight. Right. And that's family. That's friends. That's friends that are family. Oh, yeah. Like, so, you know, but... But his will's not always for you and your people, right? Mm-hmm. So that's right. That's something yeah. you got to keep open in your mind. Right? And for the record, it wasn't subtly put in your face; it was thrown in your face, right. too. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you fi- and you know how you fix that? You just embody your podcast. Absolutely, you're still his anger. No, <laughs> that was long gone. You've been on his podcast? at least two weeks. No, at least at yeah. least two weeks. That might need to happen soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't even the other example I was given. It was the, 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 it, you know, and, and I'll, I'll be open and I'll say it. There was there was something that um, happened from my pastor that I didn't agree with because I thought, well, wait, why aren't we doing this, this, and this? And that was Mike talking. And that was Mike because, you know, well, we can get this rolling already and we don't have to worry about this. But I was questioning his calling from God. And it's like, you know, and it took, it took the, this was his calling. This is what he has said from day one. And I know because he said it to me directly, you know, to be like, still be angry with the, with the decision and be like, how selfish is that? I mean, to know, to hear it, and, you know, and then, and then it took somebody else saying it other, for some reason, other than me hearing it with my own ears, somebody else saying, well, you know, he said that this is what his calling is from God, and it, it to be like, oh, yeah, well, duh. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what else to say to myself, but stupid. No, I'm glad that you picked out the verse of why it was, because that's how I was looking at what Bob's question was mm-hmm. thrown out to us, was the universal part of it. <clears throat> be- but I knew us being us, like we would dive into those layers of the different, the universal and the individual one. Because the individual ones, to me, is tougher 
personally than the universal one. Right. Right? Yeah. And it should be. But... I mean, because your universal truths are still there. Right. Be kind to people. Be nice to people. Even if they're idiots when they're driving. It's still that, you know. Black and white for us. Right. You know, when it comes to individual callings, it's more trying to discern what he's telling you, throwing fleeces out, learning how to hear his voice. That stuff's hard. That's the hard. It's hard. Words are hard. It's a difficult process, you know. It takes a lot of growing, it takes a lot of learning, it takes a lot of, of deepening your relationship with him. Patience, you know. Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. That's how you, you, you learn the universal stuff, and that's how you deepen your relationship to make that personal relationship with God. But as easy as it should be, like I was focused on the individual stuff being hard, right? Sometimes the universal stuff's kind of hard too. Like you said, like somebody cuts you off in the road, or you forget oh, yeah. something. Somebody forgets something in the drive-through, or insert whatever here. Or somebody <laughs> makes a stupid little mistake, and then you just bite their head off. For yeah. it, right? Know? And if someone really passes you, gets over in front of you, and slows down. Yes. That did not happen with that. <laughs> that did not happen today. But, but it's, it's simple, but it's difficult. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's simple. It's easy to understand it. Yeah. Read it, you know, you know, understand it at an intellectual level. Bringing that head knowledge down to heart knowledge and applying it is a different thing. Yeah. That's the hard part. I did pray for him, though. I prayed for the brakes to run off. Yeah. I think that's already. I'm just I think that's already a country song, so you can't still. Uh, <laughs> I know. I yeah, that you. is that is really hard. And sometimes, like we said at the beginning, <coughs> sometimes you can't see the forest for the tree in front of you, too. Mm-hmm. As we've said on previous episodes, sometimes you just got to shut up and listen. Yeah. And you yeah. can't do that by running your mouth. Yeah, we're very narrow-focused. Yeah. One more thing about notes, and I'm going to be quiet. That talks about narrow focus. I think we're supposed to talk on podcasts. So the Lord looks at a line that stretches from eternity past to eternity future, while we are looking through a straw with a tiny black pencil dot set on the line of life in front. So, mm-hmm. like, like you're kind of reflecting on, we don't look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really good analogy, you know, because he does have that whole big picture. And we, like, I know I'm bad about focusing on, like, now. You got tunnel vision. Yeah, definitely got tunnel vision. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good stuff. But how do you get past that? Is the, like, and I think, like, as a whole, with just, like, my whole walk, that's where I'm at. Like, I know where I need to improve and I recognize it and I even recognize it like right after stuff happens or feelings are there but like I, I don't know kind of like I'm at like approaching the top of the hill but I don't know how to finish it you know mm-hmm. like how to really be just can't make the crest full blown good Christian dude like I, I don't know but at least I'm recognizing them. So you're, actually, when you're almost to the top of the hill, then your brakes go out. Yep. And you slide back down. Yep. Right? You go back yeah. the opposite way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not. But, yeah. Because, I mean, at the same time, it's just, it's like, I know for me, I get 
I get in the fix, you know, uh, into my own head. And it's like, okay, well, I've done this and I've done this, trying to make myself better. And it's, a, you know, getting to that top and you're like, man, I still got it. But I got it, still got to work on this and I got to work on this and I got to work on this. And it's like, man, when does that ever stop? Well, unfortunately, it never stops. But I still can't get that in my head, you know, I mean, because yeah. the, the, the pillar that I'm trying to emulate is so far up, you know, it's oh, so far, yeah, sometimes it is, sometimes it's overwhelming, then you feel like... I think it's a different you know. kind of list than what Carl was referring to before, oh, yeah. right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, we see the bar. It's not a, yeah, it's not a checklist or anything like, oh, I should be better because I'm doing this, this, right. and it's nothing egotistical about it, it's just knowing that... Are, that are believing that I'm following what I'm supposed to be doing in my life and, it, you know, to then be like, there's still so far to go. But <clears throat> recognizing the fact that I recognize that. Mm-hmm. Three years ago, I was fine and dandy just sitting there checking off the boxes. Right. You know? Yeah. Eight yeah, months ago, progress. you know, wouldn't have, you know, for, for Ron, you know, wouldn't even have cared. You know? And I think that all of us can go back to a point to where it was, you know, if it would have been this long ago and I was a different person, I wouldn't even care. And I think that's something that's also good to look at, like Jeff pointed out, is always to look at yourself and, like we've said, not in a, in a you know, in a narcissistic way, but just saying, I've made progress and I know that I'm trying to make even more progress. Yeah, but you got to be you careful know. with that too. Because, well, that's what I'm saying. Because, I, like, with God's will. Way, Ronnie like struggles way. with Ronnie's will and not God's will a lot. Right. Right? So I can – I'm not a lawyer. I just play one on a podcast. And, yeah. like, I can justify whatever I want. Yeah. For whatever I want. <laughs> well, right? I think that's the difference. And that's what I'm saying is when you take that pride out of it and your own ego out of it, you know, at least looking back to say, I am not the person that I was eight months ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I – and I know this is going to sound stupid, but – I heard a, uh, a thing from Matthew McConaughey and where somebody had asked him, like, who's your hero? I don't know if you guys have ever heard his it. dad? No, no, his dad might have asked him. I don't know. But he, he was like, well, you know, I always look at myself and like, and, and I say, well, my hero is me in five years. And then when I get there to five years, well, I don't know who my hero is yet because it's me in five more years. Because I always want to be improving. I want to always be, you know, both getting better. And I always want to be doing this and, and everything. And that's, I, that's, I've tried to apply that with my walk with Christ. Is So it's not just about what am I doing and whatever. It's what am I doing for the kingdom. And like I said, it's, it's. I know it probably just sounds egotistical. And that's not where I'm trying to come from. No, I get it. It's just a matter of then to be able to take that glance back to be like, you know, this this time three years ago. I was a totally different person, mm-hmm. you know, and hopefully that's still reflecting in everything that I do now. Right. And, um, and, and, and what I say, and then people know that when I say something, I mean it and it's going to happen. And it's, you know, so yeah. Even, yeah. even Paul said in the third chapter of Philippians that he was striving, striving for the mark, like an, an, an ongoing present tense action verb, mm-hmm. striving the great Paul, yeah. you know what I mean? At that point, right. and that point is walk. He still implied that it was an ongoing process of refinement for him. So, you know, I think we need to come to that understanding that it's not going to be like a a, a one or two year, you know, training right. program. And then, hey, well, I'm a great Christian now, and everything's hunky dory, and I can teach everybody else this enlightenment that I've attained. 
You know what I mean? He said that he hadn't attained it yet. He said he didn't believe he attained it yet. Right. I, I think there's elements there. My personal opinion, I think there's elements there of guilt from his sin. You know, the sins that he committed, I think he still struggled with that. I believe that was his thorn. But that's I would why have. it's the process that he, I would have to. Yeah, right. I struggle with my sin and why I didn't murder anybody. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, physically. Yeah. Maybe mentally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. I think it's just important to remember I'm just saying. Process, yeah, well, don't so. say. <laughs> yeah. Just to, to agree with what you're talking yeah. about, you know, it's an ongoing process. Yeah, recognize the, the mile markers on the road to show you how, how far he's brought you because he does the work. Absolutely. We have to respond with him in the work, mm-hmm. right? But he does the work. And, you know, yeah. recognize those mile markers, but don't fall into the trap of looking back at where you were too long because that's what the enemy wants. Because if he right. gets you to look back at the sins you committed, nope. and he's done this with me, that's how doubt starts. Because if he can get you to, if he can get you to look past the mile marker and look back at what you did to disappoint the father in the past, then he can get you to doubt that the father can forgive you presently. Right. It's exactly what, what the enemy wants you to see. Be really careful about looking back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why it's a glance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's fine to look back. Just don't stay there. Yeah. yeah. Don't dwell on it. Really, it's not fine to even look back. <laughs> it's not fine to even glance back because. Once you take your focus off of him, a glance is never a glance. A glance is always a meditation on something. And she, I mean, he posts he posts a no fishing sign when he when he forgives you for them sins. He throws them in the deepest sea. He remembers them no more. So yep. why would you want to glance back at them? Yep. Well, and Jesus did say those who put their hand to the plow need to look forward. Yes, not yep. look back at all. Look, back. look forward. So sorry, Mike. Your last five minutes is out. Because Bob just trumped you. Thanks, Bob. Sorry. That's all right. I'm used to it. (laughs) Well, at least you're used to it. Yeah. Well, no, and I think that that's, I mean, I think that's what this is all about, is to hopefully learn more and, and, you know, some of the things that we don't know and we don't know about, maybe that's in the Bible, that we don't know about our walks and things like that, is to, we have to keep open minds about it and think, you know, I've been thinking all this time, well, that's, it's okay to do that. Yeah. Maybe that's something that's holding me back. Is still looking back sometimes, and you know, right? My experience is dangerous. Yeah. You know, just being open and honest. Like, you know, it's got me to look back, and it's it's caused me a lot of turmoil. If the father had to take extra time that he shouldn't have had to take to get me through, if I just kept looking forward and not and not put myself in that dangerous position of doubting, he wouldn't have had to spend this extra time to get me through that, so I could reengage in the process again. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it feels like you take three steps forward and slide 25 feet back. I mean, you know, I've been there, done that. I mean, you know, and I still do it sometimes. You know, that's why I say we shouldn't, we should not even glance back. We should look forward all the time. So, this is kind of along the lines of God's will, just because I, I, I thought about it, reflected on it a little bit, thinking about podcast stuff for today, was that a celebration of life thing for a good Christian guy, and it was amazing all the, like, stories and, like, all the impact that he had in a positive way for the Lord, and, you know, like, I'm not hopefully dying anytime soon, but, like, it, it would just be nice to have that legacy, you know, to, like, be labeled as a good Christian guy, 
passed away, you know, and that's the stories that people remember. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think not to unintentionally disagree with you, Mike. Again. <laughs> Again. Accidentally. Shocker. Yeah. Used to it. But in my own head, and sometimes it's really hard, but like I'm with Bob, it's like, don't look back, but like also like Jeff was saying, like when I'm gone, then people can reflect on the good things that I did. Talk about me, that I'm doing for God. And then that way I don't have to look and look at myself or look back or reflect. Like, let somebody else talk about it, and I just keep my eye on the prize. Yeah, right. So and, to speak. and to be honest, he was already, or not already, he was still working. He's gone. And, like, I, what I took away from that was, like, I want that to be me. You know, when people celebrate my life, I want some of those stories. Well, so that was encouragement for me. He's gone, and he's still working. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? The thing like, is, wow. the thing is, 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 that's all good and well to have people reflect on, you know, think good about you. But we should live our lives in such a way that when when we are gone, that when they're reflecting, they're actually giving God the glory for right. that. Correct. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Right, exactly. It should be to where we live our lives to where they still glorify God yeah. What we done. Yeah. And that's right. right. Even to the point of the person that was talking, the yeah. very last thing they said was like, if he was still here today, if anyone here doesn't know Jesus Christ, he wants you to know Jesus before you leave. Absolutely. So even like the focus of the whole celebration was on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And like that was pretty cool. Because it's true. That's what right. he would want is because that you know would have been hits. That would have been, been him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was a good way to end it. That's why every I'm gonna tell you, he was a he was a probably one of the happiest guys I ever met in my life. I mean, for real, he was always he's always he never not seen a smile on his face. I mean, for real. Yeah, and there was like the hard reason. I had a hard confirmation with that, and then it was just like because when we first started this, I was numbers focused. And then that thing happened to where it was like, I, okay, like, I get it now, right? Like, I don't care if nobody listens. But I wanted to talk about God, and I wanted to hang out with you guys. And so, like, after that, whatever happens, happens. Like, whatever falls in place, falls in place. Yeah. But it was that that realization and that confirmation that happened that day that was like that had to bring me to it because before that it was just like it's all about me I'm here for the the likes or it, you know or the retweets or whatever I don't even know what Instagram does because I'm not on there but I'm just saying like it, that that's what it was driving for right like that recognition was in the driver's seat God was in the pasture seat instead of the opposite way or even that recognition should have been on the trailer eight cars back instead of even in the car mm-hmm. so yeah that's just I wanted to disagree with you but actually I do disagree with you Mike so <laughs> weird right yeah <clears throat> 
Silent Ron, you got anything? Or are you just being a sponge and soaking it in? Which is fine, too. There is no wrong answer. Where I'm at, personally, is my own self at home. But yet, you know, you see these people and you want to help them, but yet you're like, how can you when you can't help yourself yet? Or you're you're not in the right place to help. So I'm kind of at that point where I guess it's a selfish side. I'm about me, and I don't want to be, but yet if I was to go to help somebody and I give them the wrong info, that I'd feel totally bad. You know, so like you all said, working on the house first before, you know, broadcasting it out, I guess, so to say, Mm -hmm. is where I'm at. Because I don't want to give somebody the wrong idea about stuff, about God, you know, without knowing personally myself where I'm at, where I need to be. Before I go giving somebody advice, I need to probably just sit there and kind of take my own and get myself right first. Because I don't want to lead somebody astray because I've got it misunderstood so that's where I'm at I'm I think you and Mike could be together with uh, two peas in the same pot because I think your self doubt is the same as Mike's self doubt sometimes sometimes you're your, your own worst enemy question is though is it really <clears throat> self doubt well one thing though you can do I mean is go more how how Jesus has impacted your life as an example instead of scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, like the things that, the, the way you feel, the things that he's done to change you, sharing that with people yeah. is never, you can never go wrong, bro. Like, you can never go wrong with that. I'm not real scripture smart either. And, and I'm glad you put scripture in there. Everyone knows I'm smart. Gosh, who is this guy? <laughs> So like he's I say, he is. I don't know what it I is, but he's I, on it. I don't <laughs> disciple. I don't disciple enough myself to people. Like I know that, you know, opportunities come and go, and then I'm like, man, I should have snatched it up, you know, more than I do. I do more than I used to, but and some of my hesitation is just not scripture knowledge. But I have never, I, I've never gone wrong, wrong with using examples of how Jesus has helped me. I've never gone wrong. You can always fall back on that. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be probably the most powerful witness you can give to somebody is a testimony. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, how, how, you know, how did how did Jesus get in your way? <laughs> you know what I mean? When you were going one way and you should have been going another, and he stepped in front of you to get in your way yeah. and changed you. You know what I mean? Like, like you yeah. said, Jeff, you can never go wrong with that message. Because no. unlike um, bumper sticker verses, like, they can't twist that. Right, your yeah. your rescue story is your rescue story. Exactly. So they can't twist twist you can that. Throw, you can throw scripture out there all day long, and they may not understand it. But when you go telling them what Jesus has done in your life, how He has helped you through what you've been going through, and how He how He actually saved you, that that tweaks their interest. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite line from the Chosen. <clears throat> I'm going to butcher it, but you know, I was this way. And now I'm this way, and the only difference in between was him. You right. know what I mean? That's essentially yeah. what our testimony is. is. And yeah. that, man, that's 
that's probably the most important message you can share with somebody if they're willing to hear it. So you don't got to be scripture smart because I'm not. I'm definitely not. You're pretty scripture. No, not way more than I am. Charles is smart, but well, there's scripture smart and then there's apps. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Carl app. The Carl app. That's right. <laughs> but all you got, like I said, all you got, like Jeff said, all you got to do is just tell your story. I am to a point now, though, like reading scripture, you know, the, the verses read, and I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, like, I've heard that 14,000 times or whatever, you know. I couldn't tell you that it's Matthew 12, verse 5 or whatever, but, like, I, I can apply, you know, I can apply it. You actually get the revelation of that scripture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's more important. It is. Understanding. Like, I'm not good with, like, numbers either. Like, I usually can't tell you chapter and verse. I can tell you basically what it says and kind of where it's at and what it means. You know what I mean? Right. That's what you're describing. Yep. You know, practical yep. application is a lot more important than, oh, this says you know, the exact wording in this translation, if this, if this location says this, well, that's, well, I'm good. What does that mean for me? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> yeah. the fly. Yeah, I got you. Let's lay in the plane. Let's pull the arm off the record. Mike, you got something? Uh, yeah, let me see. Sorry, I was trying to remember, um, there was something I'd read before about somebody's testimony, and it was, like, what Ron was saying, but it was basically, like, let me tell you, you know, somebody says, well, what, why would your God do this? Why would your Jesus do this? And said, well, let, just let me tell you what my Jesus did for me. And he took away, you know, my stress, my, you know, all of these things, and I just, I couldn't find it right, but sorry. No, but, yeah, um, you're good. When, uh, so when I'm uh, overwhelmed, I will trust in the Lord. I will not fear, for God is with me. He will strengthen and help me. Isaiah 41 10. That's good. Bob? Uh, not, not really. I mean, just, I guess when you get to thinking that you need to go your own way. Mm-hmm. You probably ought to just back up, regroup, and try to figure out what God's got. Carl? Not really. I think I would just, I think I would encourage those of you listening to read the ninth chapter of Acts. It's the Damascus Road okay. incident, the encounter that Paul had. And so it's a perfect, it's, it's a perfect accounting of what it looks like when we're going one way and we think that we're doing the will of God and Jesus steps in our path and sets us in a different direction. And sometimes we really need to just let him get in our get in our own way. That's mm-hmm. pretty good right there. Ron, you got something? No, sir. Jeff? The will of God will never take you where the grace of God will not protect you. That's a good one. Um, mine's just take a step back because a lot of the times it's your will and not God's will that wants to that you want you can find this on our Facebook group um, comment interact with us uh, listen to that Philly Faith podcast too. They dive 
deeper in the scripture there as to where we're just a, a round table full of knuckleheads talking. It's a great round table full of knuckleheads. <laughs> it's the best. We're listening. <laughs> um, if you want to ask us questions that you don't want publicly seen, like on Facebook, you can email us at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com. And let's keep that challenge going. So after this one's posted, let's comment a God sighting again. See how that goes. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, make sure you rate us or subscribe us so that way we can get into more ears or share this post. And until next time. Welcome to Ministry. Catch you on the flip side.